Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. HIV Hope and Charity is a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a Berkshire-based charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah... And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS. And our mission is to give people affected by HIV a voice. If you'd like to know more about the work we do, visit our website, tvps.org.uk. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity. Now, normally it's you, Sarah, who does this little intro part But uh, what you asked me about what's been happening in the centre this week, but you are the one that has been having some interesting things happen, aren't you? Uh, Well, only this morning and Mm. nothing to do with work. Yeah. Well, well, a little bit. But it did. I mean, I am fuming. Yeah. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. So I um, was scrolling through Facebook earlier today and a post came up from a a friend. Well... She's probably not a friend. Friend in, in, in inverted commas. Possibly blocked me. Oh. <laughs> Might want to check that in a minute. Yeah. And it was all to do with breastfeeding and oh. how um, the base was implying that women don't breastfeed because they don't understand the benefits of doing it. Yeah. Uh, now, normally, I, you know, fair enough. But I took exception to this comment because of the number of new mums that we've got at the moment yeah. um, that have been referred to us. You know, they can't breastfeed because they're positive. They're recommended not to, so they have to formula feed. And that's why the post incensed me. Because I thought if I was a positive mother and I read that post, I would instantly feel bad that I'm not able to breastfeed. Yeah. So I put something to that effect as my reply to her comments. Just to say, let's support all mums. Yeah. Let's not advocate for one method of feeding over another because at the end of the day, the best thing is that the baby is fed. Definitely. And so did did they respond? Yes, she did. Was it okay? Or? Well, she's not happy. Really? She couldn't sort of see where you were coming from? No. No, I don't think she could. And it really made me think about 
how posts put on any social media can be interpreted and more importantly how they can affect people without even realizing as well because i'm sure you know as we chatted about earlier i'm sure this person put it up and thought this is a really good thing that i'm putting up and you know i'm gonna empower women but didn't actually think about those negative effects it could have to someone that is unable to breastfeed or makes the choice not to you know i know do you know what it made me realize is i don't envy your job because you do all our social media and i know you put a lot of thought into how posts can be interpreted don't want them to be too funny or too serious it's actually a really tough job it's a really hard line to walk actually because you don't want to you want people to get a serious message but you also don't want to scare them to death. Yeah. So it's finding that middle ground. Oh, yeah, it, it does take a lot. But on the flip side of that, I think there are a lot of beneficial elements to social media. And we know it can be damaging for mental health and things like mm. that. But I have to mention there are some great HIV sort of support groups on Facebook. There's HIV UK and Ireland support group. And they're fantastic. I know we're both on there, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and so it's not just for positive people. It's also for sort of supporters or people working in the industry. Um, but the amount of support I see on there um, of someone coming on and saying, right, I've just been diagnosed, um, you know, and, and asking for advice. And so many people do. It's a great group. There's also, I have to mention, I've got like a big list. I'm like, <laughs> listen to my list of all the amazing groups. <laughs> There's um, HAG, which is the HIV aging group. So that's for older people. Again, you can connect if you feel like, okay, there, there's no one that sort of understands me. I'm older. I'm positive. Hop on hop on Facebook. Get on there. Oh, I, should, I don't know about that one. I should connect have a look. Our, oh, yeah, I'll show you. It's another really good one. And then, obviously, this one's not so much on social media, but then there's My HIV Forum, mm. and that's run by THT. And that's fantastic as well. Connects positive people. And I suppose, a bit like this podcast, not that we're connecting people, but it can be anonymous you don't have to actually go to a center Mm. to access support or to hear stories from positive people or to connect with people you can do it virtually as well i think that's amazing it is i'm so glad there's such a wide range of kind of means of support these days and i feel better now because i've offloaded to you (laughs) thank you that's it well i'm not fuming anymore no 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 no. i am (laughs) I was, yeah, but I, to be fair on the person that told me over the phone, I did say to her, I'd rather know than not know, because I knew it was, I knew it could have been that because of the the fact that I would have had to go in for them to tell me what, what would happen. And they told me what 
other things were wrong with me anyway. So I kind of knew anyway, and I wanted to confirm. I didn't want to wait a week to find that out in right, person. Okay. So yeah, I know they're not supposed to say it over the phone, but I preferred that because I wanted to know. Yeah, and it's better to know than than not know. And cast your mind back to right after that phone call because it's always a mm. shock, isn't it? I don't think well, there's anyone that would say. Well, I can remember it. Yeah, very. I was working at. Um, I was doing a job for someone in their garden. I was painting. I was doing a bit of painting, painting their shed like a massive shed. It's like literally took the wind, like took the wind out of my sails, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and I sort of went quiet and I kept it to myself because I was working with other people who I wasn't exactly about to share that with as well. So yeah, I did. Yeah, and it still didn't seem real at the time. They just thought could they have made a mistake, but then. You know, I, I did get it confirmed at another clinic, one uh, closer to my area. Mm. <clears throat> and, yeah, they confirmed it with the, the prick test as well. It took, yeah, a long time to process it. And I kind of I kind of knew because I did have symptoms. I had, like, a rash as mm. well. And I spoke to other people that I knew with HIV, and they had the same thing. So I kind of knew, really. I just needed it confirmed. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so after you've been to the clinic for the second time... You've had it confirmed, so there's no kind of doubt in your mind that you've got the diagnosis. How did you process that? How did you deal with it? Um, probably not in the best way to start with. I kind of because I was um, I was already taking drugs recreationally, and I think I thought, well, I can't really say. <laughs> I was going to swear then, but no, I think I thought sod it. Is that better? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought I'd just carry on doing what I'm doing, which was on a self-destructive path anyway. Um, it's not caring enough. And I just thought, yeah, I'm worthless. I'm, you know, what use am I now? Uh, how can my life get any better? And yeah, and it's quite, I mean, because I don't feel like that now. So it's quite interesting thinking back to that, actually, how I felt, because I haven't looked back to that day for a long time. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, I did feel very self more self-destructive because I was, I was on a self-destructive path anyway, and I think because of my drug use and that, I took those risks in the first place, mm. which I probably wouldn't have taken. Definitely wouldn't have taken if I wasn't um, in active addiction. So, yeah. So, yeah, I did for a while. I didn't look after myself. But then I um, I decided that I didn't want to become... I didn't want to be contagious, so I asked to go on a medication. I think they put most people on the medication straight away now. But yeah. for me, it was a choice because... I had quite a high CD4 count, so they didn't want to put me on the medication straight away. Mm. But I asked to go on it, um, so it wouldn't be contagious. And then, um, yeah, and I was lucky. I t- it worked really well. My my levels became really good really quickly. Within a month, I think, I was undetectable. And, and my CD4 has gone up since then mm. as well, um, just from living a healthier life. You know, even, even while I was still taking drugs, I would sort of, I got my drug use down to sort of once or twice a month from every day mm. but I could still not um, I still would have to use them once or twice a month almost like a reward to myself and realistically it was just making me worse and mm. uh, so yeah okay and you said about taking the medication yeah which I think we've discussed this before haven't we for mm. a lot of people it's a, a reminder mm. an everyday reminder mm. that they're positive but it sounds like for you mm. it was a reminder but in a good way because it kind of brought home to you that you I need to start kind of yeah for me it, it helped I mean I was I was on a sort of self-destructive path and it did make me start to look after myself a bit better 
because I knew I had to take this medication. And I, and also, I had to cut down on, on my drug use anyway to give the medication a chance for it to work. Because mm. you know, a lot of people, I, I know, I knew some other people with HIV as well. And they said, look, just give, because I'm so lucky as well. My body is really resilient because for what I've put my body through, there's not really many visual signs. You know, I've, I heal quite quickly and, and uh, I bounce back from from being really ill from having it as well. And I think because I got it diagnosed early as well, mm. it was a, bit, a bonus because I've got other friends that they were too scared to go and get checked out. And then they had some really bad side of, well, bad effects from uh, the point zero, basically. Um, mm. Everyone has different um, symptoms. Some people don't have any symptoms, but mm. yeah, I've got a friend, who, a close friend who waited too long to get checked and now he has to take sort of twice as much medication as I do. He has to take it two different times in the day. And for me, it's hard enough to remember to take it like one time in the day. But it's kind of automatic now. I used to have to set an alarm on my phone, but now I just look at the clock and think, oh, yeah, it's, it's that time. Yeah. And, uh, and half the time, I'm, you know, it's kind of automatic now. It's like it's lodged lodged in your yeah. body, body clock. It becomes part of your routine and, yes. and then yeah. you think about it. And for the... And when I was less... I had less of a routine. I would take sort of two days medication with me anywhere I went in case mm-hmm. I ended up staying somewhere. So that's quite kind, kind of annoying as well. And and in some countries as well, they don't uh, they don't allow people in you know, with HIV. So if I want to go anywhere, I've got to look that up as well, or or think of how I'm going to take my medications or take enough medication to go somewhere. So sure. I'm going to go away. But um, I haven't actually had a holiday for quite a long time anyway, so <laughs> it's not an issue at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Where were you planning to go? Ooh, I well, I think Spain's going to be my next destination, just because I've got a, a mate there. Yeah. Um, my, my best mate that I grew up with, he's lived there for probably about 10, 10 years. So, my longer, actually. And he's had another little boy or girl, I'm not sure, another child. Let's hope he doesn't yeah. listen to this, where you have no idea yeah. about so, um, his children. I'm pretty sure it's another boy. Well, 50% sure. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I'm pretty sure he won't be listening to this either, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's right, and so if I go and see him, yeah, I've got to count my medication and take that with me. Mm. And uh, yeah, now, because my levels are so good, I get six months of medication at a time. So I only go, I only have to go and get checked out every six months to mm. see if everything's okay, if my kidneys and stuff are all good, and my blood pressure's good and stuff like that, so. Yeah. So you're storming through this, really, aren't you? As if there's such a thing, yeah. <laughs> Storming through it, I suppose, yeah. I don't know where that expression came from. I think yeah. sometimes I try and be young and hip, it's not working, I get that. Storming through it, yeah. And have you, you have disclosed actually, haven't you, to members of your family? Yeah, yeah, I've told my mum, my dad, my brother, my brothers, yeah. Not everyone in the family, but I'm, I think sometimes yeah, it goes around the family in anyway because... I did say, look, I'm telling you, but don't tell anyone else, but there's gossip in every family, isn't there? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But yeah, they were all very understanding and uh, I think it gave my mum my a bit of a relief because I, when I did find out, I went quiet and I wouldn't answer the phone to anyone for a while and she was worried about me and then my brother had to get me to ring her and then I, I was putting it off and then I told her and then she had to process it and then she came back to me and she's been really supportive actually so yeah and so is my dad as well they're separated so mm. yeah they've both been very supportive and uh understanding mm. and yeah and do you think some of that is because i mean you're very matter of fact about 
all of this. And do you think because you're fine with it, they, they're going to be fine with it? Because as you um, said, your mum just wants to know that you're okay. Yeah, my mum do- doesn't really talk about it much. Um, she just treats me exactly the same as before. Mm. So uh, She kind of, I wouldn't say she avoids it, but uh, she doesn't bring it up. It's not an issue. It's just uh, something I deal with. Um, just got Basically, I, I mean, if you'd said it to me when I first got diagnosed, I would think it's like um, really, like really important and sort of like I was the only person in the world that had it or something. <laughs> but now it's it's kind of, I've got, I've got used to it, yeah. I've got used to living with it. Um, it doesn't affect my day. Apart from having to take medication, it doesn't affect my strength, my um, keeping fit and stuff like that, eating healthy. Um, I know that some medications, they say, do, do weaken the bones after a while. But I haven't noticed that yet. So I'm hoping, hoping they might come out with something better soon, you know, that doesn't weaken the bones or maybe a cure. A cure, Who knows? yes. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you're making it all sound quite easy, actually. It's like, you've come to terms with it mm. relatively quickly. You're doing mm. really well on medication. Your family are, are really supportive. Yeah. But not everybody's journey No, I mean, like the, it hasn't all been, like, sunshine and rainbows, you know. Mm. Um, there is always that issue when I meet someone new, um, I have to disclose it to them. Right, okay. But then, you know, if they're not the right person and they run a mile, then that's probably a good thing mm. so yeah there's always that issue I meet someone I get on well with them and then I think well I've got I've got to tell them before we sort of get down to business <laughs> I, I just give them the choice I never had basically right yeah because okay. I found out from my particular strain that it could only have been given to me by someone that knew they had it and weren't taking their medication properly right and, okay yeah, that's what my consultant said and, uh, mm. so yeah so I was never given that choice and I think it's important that anyone has a choice. I mean, I'm undetectable anyway, so they wouldn't be at risk, but it's still nice to have that that mm. choice, isn't it? Mm. In case something, you know, something did happen. Definitely. Mm. And I feel, you know, I don't want to be negative. I'm saying, oh, you're doing fine, but surely there must be something <laughs> that troubled you. Um, when, mm. And I don't want that to detract from the fact that you've, you are coping with it mm. really well. Well, I think everyone's different, aren't they? So, I mean... I could have either just given up and gone down the route I was going or or dealt with it and mm. moved on. Because there's no point sort of continually worrying about something that you can't change. So that's, that was my personal view. But everyone's different, you know. That's what you got to remember. People, people do worry more. Some people worry less. I probably... No, I, I probably worry less <laughs> about most things until the last minute. But... Um, yeah. I think you're changing that slowly, though, <laughs> for the good. <laughs> yeah, I am getting better. I mean, I used to look. I mean, in active addiction, I used to sort of just leave leave mail and pile it up if I didn't like the look of an envelope. I wouldn't even open it, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And now I'm dealing with these things, which I've had help here to do that as well. And mm. Because if you don't, if you ignore things, they they're not going to go away. They just mount up basically, and yeah. they get worse. So. See, I'm getting better at that. You know, you definitely are. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone can tell who's leading. <laughs> we're doing it well. We're doing it as a team, man. I think we're doing really well. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. My head's gonna fit out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about um, what would your advice be to someone who's newly diagnosed now? What do you think they should mm. do? Um, 
I say go to the, the if there's a centre like this near them, it's good to meet other people that that have the virus or, or that are dealing with it and doing well, you know. Um, and yeah, and just don't isolate. Um, keep meeting people because the the most I think the most natural thing is for someone to isolate and think, but once you isolate, you're kind of you're making it worse because. Mm. You're just stuck in your own head, basically thinking about it. If you share a problem with someone, it's sort of half. It takes the power out of it as well. I found that the same with uh, with the addiction side of it as well. <clears throat> when you say, for instance, I felt like using if I just shared it with someone else that I knew that was um, on the same path as me, then that takes the power out of it. The situation. Definitely, uh, I think yeah. peer support is yeah. the best. Can't even think of the words to describe it today. I told you I wasn't on the board for doing this, but I think yeah, peer support is very, very powerful. Mm. I think mm. in some areas uh, there aren't organisations like us because of the funding cuts, but mm. there are. THT have a national helpline. We have a live chat button on our website for people to contact us, and they could get through to someone like you, who can offer them support virtually. Um, yeah. Which, again, I think is really important. I, don't, I would hate to think that anyone living with HIV felt so isolated that they believed they were the only person going through this because that's something we yeah. hear a lot isn't it yeah. we always mm. get asked oh am I the only one mm. and it's like no definitely no there's lots of us yeah uh, and I think uh, also I don't I didn't actually I didn't I didn't use this myself but I've got friends that have uh, <clears throat> there's actually a, an HIV sort of dating website that's worked well mm. for some friends of mine they they met on there and they're mm. really happy and they've been together two Maybe three years, yeah. Oh, they met through the site. Yeah, through the, oh. through the. I think I can't. Remember, I can't quote the exact site. Yeah. I don't know what it what it was, but it's to do with HIV. People with HIV only on there, mm. just dating other people with HIV only. But it shouldn't be like that anyway. I think, you know, I also thought that when I got it, I thought, well, like, am I just destined just to meet someone with HIV and I could only be happy with someone with HIV? But it's not true. I think you can meet people without HIV, and if they're the right person for you, then it doesn't matter. Exactly, it's not going to be a barrier. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> this is the mm, quietest yeah. I have ever heard, Jess. <laughs> Me too. I'm just, it's just, Alan, you always have just, you may, you're able to summarise things perfectly, I find, and put it really well. So thank you so much for coming in. And, Thanks. And yeah. sharing with us. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. Thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to know more about our work, visit our website, tvps.org.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, 
People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.